0: We believe everyone deserves relationships free from domestic violence and uh, emotional abuse and psychological abuse, mental abuse, all the same thing is considered domestic violence. This episode that you're about to listen to, we discuss emotional abuse um, heavily. And so if you feel triggered by that in any way, perhaps skip to the next episode, practice self care. And if anybody you know is suffering from, Um, emotional abuse or physical abuse and needs help, it is available um, via the Domestic Violence Hotline, which you can reach at 800-799-7233, or just text START to 88788.
1: Hello, (laughs) welcome to Never Knows. Today we have a very special guest, and we're so excited for you to meet her. This is Kate's friend, Marla. Usually, you know, Kate and I talk about being never knows, never been married, have no kids. But today we have a never has on the pod, and she's going to tell us all of her fun dating stories. So welcome to Never Knows, Marla. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yes, uh, I have never been married. Like I said, my name is Marla, uh, but I do have a child. He's eight years old. When he's basically 35, but we don't have to talk about that. An old soul. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Love to hear it. Yeah, you would until you had to spend them. Um, he is
0: literally the funniest kid ever, though.
2: Yeah, he he's something, <laughs> and he likes all the same music we do. Yeah, he was sending me like Taylor Swift stuff earlier, and then Midland. He's, <gasps> he's like, I really want to go. I'm like, oh, sorry, you're in
0: Alabama, not here. Yeah, if you're listening to this, Midnight's is out, it's been out for a while by the time you
1: listen
2: to this. It's been, been out for, yeah, yeah, just one night.
1: <laughs> one Midnight. Yeah. We're obsessed. Yeah, of course. My favorite
0: song is Antihero.
1: Mine is Karma.
0: Oh, it's so good. I have a se- sneaky suspicion at least one of the people it's about is
1: Andrew Garfield. It's better, it's better boy. Totally, totally <laughs> makes sense now. What's your favorite, Marla?
2: Um, I like Vigil- *Vigilante* shit just because oh, of the God. opening line: "Draw a cat eye, sharpen up to kill a man." Like I've been doing my eyeliner since like like that since I was fourteen. So that's sixteen years of I cat eye, that. and I love that. "Live and Die by the Cat Eye." She exactly. ain't exactly.
1: dressing for her friends. It's exactly yeah. dressing for revenge. Dressing for I love revenge. That, dish day. <laughs> that day every day. We'll paint that on the wall. Love she ain't dressing for her friends. Please do that. Well.
0: here we are so we were in um speaking of taylor swift we were in um denver earlier because of course we were for a release party at a hotel because this is just millennial life and i won trivia yeah she won the taylor swift trivia a t-shirt being in denver made us talk about um the relationships we've had relating to the denver area and marla has a terrific story to tell all of us
2: Yes. So I'm not from here. I'm actually from where Kate is from. I'm from Tennessee. Um, I was engaged. I graduated nursing school in 2017. Uh, I got engaged like, uh, let's say, oh my gosh, it was like two weeks after. And it's funny because my ring came in the mail and I knew it was coming. Like I picked it. I was like, look, I am not responsible. Um, please don't spend a bunch of money. Here's this Etsy link. You know what?
1: Give me your card. I'll order it. So it came in the mail. Can you give us a, a name and a description? Yeah.
2: Yeah um his name uh of the man or the ring the man (laughs) yeah (laughs) his name is ethan um he super cool guy actually met him from tinder uh and that was back whoa oh my gosh my son was eight months old then no god he was younger than that he was no yeah he was he was eight months old um and we started dating um and he was great like super good with my son like he didn't meet him until he's you know we've been dating at least six months mm-hmm. but he was like super awesome and then um after like he, he traveled a lot for work and it was hard for me a lot with my anxiety and stuff and I, I graduated school we got engaged like we were sitting on his bed and I had the ring in my hand he's like Marla and I was like I'm not gonna put it on he's like Marla and I just whew, and he looks at me he's like, so then we go to get pizza and he just looks so depressed at this Aww. pizza counter and he's like looking at the man he's like i got engaged like you can tell oh. it's just like it's just not how he wanted it to happen <laughs> but either way we, we you know we were together we booked our we ended up deciding we were going to do like a, like a lope, mm-hmm. and then we said not you know we told our family like hey i, I don't like people staring at me Same. like don't look at me and then you're going to come like i'm paying for all this this stuff and you're going to come and say i didn't like our dress I didn't yeah like the food i like the thing you know what like yeah scoot i don't know what the fuck you want me to do but I can't make you happy, and I don't intend to. So, like, we were gonna elope. Anyway, we ended up breaking up about six months before our wedding. Um, and mm-hmm. then I just went wild. Like, I spent eight hundred dollars to see Taylor Swift third row in Nashville, which one hundred percent worth it. Absolutely recommend it. Um, but there's her dating the people. revenge tour. Exactly the reputation, like the reputation. Sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry, but sorry, what sorry. Was, no, but it was though. Like, that's what that album was. She was like, "I'm fucking pissed off," not and yeah, and it. you know what? I'm gonna let you all know. And it, it, it went so well from 1989 to that but anyway you know we get that's a whole nother it's a vibe. whole it's, it's a whole other conversation uh anyway so I started like I went wild on dating apps because I'd never dated really um I had like two serious relationships my first one was really bad and abusive but then I dated Evan everything was good it's just like it, we just didn't jive in the end which is better to know in, on the front end mm-hmm. um but I started dating and so that was the fall of that year. Um, and so what happened was the place where we lived they were going to have their first um festival called Tequila Fest and you paid $30 and you got 15 shots of tequila free all of these kinds like just for $30 exactly <laughs> well no but i mean like that's a fuck ton of tequila. no yeah it's like too much. Justin Timberlake I'd stuff be dying everything. after two. yeah
1: oh i had 11 I would, and I, would, I was still standing i can't even have one
2: well i i know one.
1: i'm like gone
2: well, I, did I so what happened was I matched with this guy on Tinder. Let's call him Tequila um, Tinder. Let's call him Dave. Okay. So I matched with Dave on Tinder. We ended up being friends, and um, I couldn't find anybody to Tequila Festival with me, and so he ended up going. What well, was like a co- a costume thing? So he came in like this Robin Hood costume rudder. I wore a sexy nurse costume, and I'm like vehemently like against that kind of costume because like what my line of work used to be and I'm always like oh that's not exactly I'm not sexy like I'm getting shit on day by day like bitten threatened but here let me you know like it's not a practical costume but it was really cute (laughs) so I wore it we ended up going um it was a whole thing I lost everything that I owned everything And then other things that didn't even belong to me. I lost my friends. Yeah, exactly. So we go and we hang out and we continue to text and everything. And I'll never forget. It was like a month later. Like I get a text and I'm standing there and it's like one 30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. And it's like, Hey, um, I had a really good time. I don't know how to tell you this, but I didn't think I would like you as much as I do. And I want to tell you that I actually have another, I have a girlfriend in (gasps) another state. And I
1: was like, what state? Like a nearby state? Mm, like the state that we are currently in. Oh, got it. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. You, oh, you brought it all the way back around. Wow. Yes. You're like a comedian. Yes, Good yes. Job. and that was Gender, like...
0: Denver, for those of you who... Yeah, are, like, and her name toxic.
2: is... Uh, Melania. Oh, and, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, very strange name. What a and situation. She, yeah, she, and she's this tall blonde, like... And uh, of course, y'all can't see me, but I am a very short brunette, so I don't look anything like that. Very opposite. But I was like, oh, what the fuck? And so we parted ways. And then there was this other guy who'd been texting since September named um Corey. And so Corey and I had been texting and we would make plans to hang out. And then we wouldn't. But then finally around like uh January, I guess it was, we went to eat at this Vietnamese restaurant. And he shows up. And when he gets there, like one of the first things he says to me is, You are hotter in person than I thought you would be. Like I was like, okay. Like An i don't insult
1: in mess- a couple Yeah, but I don't one.
2: necessarily I guess I didn't. Even still, like, being back, I don't feel like that's so much nagging or, like, an insult okay. at that point. I'm like, oh, okay, like, you can think somebody's hot and then see them in person, like, oh, wow, you're even hotter than I thought you were.
1: Maybe it was a total compliment.
2: Yeah, but then it got worse. Because right. then it was, your voice isn't nearly as grating as I was, like, imagine it to be. And I guess, I don't know, being from the South, people, like, expect you to have a certain voice. But I don't, I guess certain words, my accent will come out. But overall, I don't feel like I sound like I'm from the South at all. Same. Because so I was like, okay. And so then, like, he looks at me, he's like, oh, is this what you wear on a first date? And it's like this yellow floral top. I mean, Hate him. This is Corey. Yeah. And I'm like, um, and I'm nervous. And I knock my wine over onto my plate, which is like, it was just an empty plate at that point. And I remember I took the plate and I poured the wine back in the glass and I just said, waste not, want not. And I just drank
1: it all. <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
2: Because why would you not? Exactly. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not like it fell on the food. It was a clean plate. And just... you took the
1: plate and then poured it yeah. into the glass. Yeah. Like, i took a
2: straw and, like just sip off the yeah like that would have been barbaric. (laughs) no so it ended up being like a really awkward date but he he, like at the end he got up and left I thought he was just going out to his car like he paid but he got up and left and went out to the car and I I thought he was gone just gone did you drive yourself yes I always drive myself I do not allow anybody to pick me up I don't want you to know where I live um if I want to leave I want to leave that's my whole thing like when I'm ready to go I never let anybody pick me up even my fiance um when we were together not for like the first four months would I let him pick me up drop me off nothing like we're gonna meet in a, a, a like um a public area I'm very much like that makes me uncomfortable like I don't want you to even know where I live interesting
0: oh that's really smart yeah,
2: yeah. because and like just just in general any kind of life like when I'm ready to go I'm ready to go same
0: I'll be shopping and just drop everything in a tj max I'm out
1: I know I do that uh every time I go into like a Macy's, Bloomingdale's, any of those department stores. It gives me so much I break out in hives. Drop everything and leave.
2: Yeah, it's just.
1: It. I, but I, I yeah, I search for hours and then. Exactly,
2: out. and then like like when I was coming here, I told, I told her I was like, "It's a frivolous purchase for me to buy a coat." I held one in tw- for 25 minutes in TJ Max and I put it down. Like, what? Do I, I can buy seven candles for the price of this. Candles can keep me warm. Rainbow. A coat is going to do nothing for me. <laughs> it's a three-day time, you know. In, in Tennessee, I'm going to wear that three times, maybe. Anyway, so Corey leaves. Sorry about that, you know. But so Corey, <laughs> Corey leaves, and I'm like, "What? But he paid? Yes, he paid, which I would have paid." Um, but anyway, so we end up we end up texting again, and so like I said, that was in January, and then he's con- he's like asking me, asking me, "Can you spend Valentine's Day with me?" And I'm not. Not that I'm against Valentine's Day for any reason. Like, I don't feel like it being commercialized day of love is like a problem. I know some people are like, well, you should tell people you love them every day. Like Valentine's Day is bullshit. I'm not like, that kind of person. I just don't do Valentine's Day because I don't. Um, and so I finally, I'm like, what? Sure, whatever. And we we do. We get dinner. And then I go and I say we're place, And we plan to hang out the next Friday. Because I think it happened to be on Friday this year. That You know, that year. And he tried, he did travel for work. And so he texts me and he's like, Hey, I have to go out of time for work. Like this is going on. And I'm very like, okay, sure. Like, what am I going to say? No, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so he goes, but the thing is, and that's, you know, social media, Mm -hmm. you forget that I follow you on social media. And so I'm scrolling. It's like a Saturday or maybe it was Sunday. And I just see like this, this this photo that he uploaded and it's him and another girl. And the girl is very tall and blonde. And the girl's name is also Melania, but she doesn't live here. She lives in Ohio. What are the, I just don't understand, what are the odds? Two men in a row, girlfriends in separate states, Hmm. both blonde, same name. And it sounds like a lie and I don't know how to like, you know, prove it to people because I don't follow them on social media anymore. But I'm like, I swear to you, this happened. I believe
1: you. It was just
2: the weirdest, weirdest thing. So now, like when I was dating before I was, you know, with the person that I'm currently with, I would just like jokingly, do you have any people in your past name, Melania, and are they tall and blonde? Because if so, we cannot do this. <laughs> We're done. I can't do it again. Yeah. So it's just been, it's, that was very strange and coincidental. And I don't, any, any women with that name, I'm very sorry for multiple
1: reasons. Yeah. So many reasons. <laughs> it's hard to be Melania. <laughs> Oh, That's my. so fascinating. It's it kind of reminds me of um, the uh, Adam Levine thing that we talked about on the previous mm-hmm. episode. So he cheated on his tall blondish wife Behati with like short curvy brunettes. Like multiple women came forward, and they all had the same kind of dark hair and like body type. Body and it's just interesting that I think men have this perception of women. That's like, this is my type, and then this is like my other type. Or I wonder if there's there's something there. Like, uh, men have like a, a wife type, and then a
2: yeah, uh, like in Legally Blonde, where he's like, I need somebody. He's like, I need yes. somebody serious, and he's yeah. like, you know, she's like, you know, where she's like, I'm from where she says she's from Beverly Hills or whatever. it's just like, Bel Air, Bel Air, yeah, and she's like, totally trailer trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know I need somebody serious, and he's with Vivian or whatever, and she's completely opposite of L.
1: Yes, I just
0: love Selma Blair. Love it's her. a
1: it's a Vivian L conundrum, and uh-huh. um, that's what you Train were. Out. Yeah, you were part of a Vivian L.
2: <laughs> Melania and <Kendall>. a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the Dollar Tree version.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay,
0: what is the worst first date you've ever been
2: on? Um. I went on a date with this guy who made me incredibly uncomfortable. And we went to this local burger place in Memphis. It's so, so good. And I recently had realized I was having a problem with, like, wheat and gluten and things like that, dairy. It was just, it was a huge nightmare. And we're sitting there talking about our kids. And I was already uncomfortable. But I thought, okay, well, Pots, what made you so uncomfortable? I don't know. I don't know. It's just like a vibe. Yes, and okay. I hate to say that because it sounds so like Gen Z, but like there's just something about him. No, but there's We're just,
1: millennials here. Are you Gen Z?
2: No, but I'm just saying, you just can... sounds so young. And
1: they're like, oh, it's just a vibe thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, just like, yeah. just
2: like something about the way he carried himself was off. It mm-hmm. felt weird. Like even right now, I can feel like, like I don't have to try this, but like in my stomach in my legs, like something doesn't feel right. Like thinking about him.
1: Maybe like, you're an intuitive. I don't want to. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I no um I, I just, what if he had like a, a cancer of the colon and you could feel it <laughs> <laughs> and was so intuitive what if he
2: was a straight-up serial killer and you he told me colon? he didn't his daughter was like three or four and he's like i was like oh my son you know here's his birthday and he had a daughter and i said what's her birthday and he just i think what it was and he when he looked at me he's like oh i don't know and i'm like what do you mean to me that's so weird yeah that's so weird It sounds like he just tried to make up a story about having a daughter and didn't. Wait,
0: what? Then make up a birthday too. Right.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's There's 365 of them. Just choose one. What I ended up doing was drinking a beer and eating some cheese sticks. And was it worth it? They were delicious. Was it worth it for the side effects? No. But to get out of the date, I was like, oh, I I drank it. And I was like, oh, no, no. I just remembered. Like, I can't have this. Gotta go like Jimmy Neutron like got a blast like out <laughs> but yes so I don't know if that was the I don't know that's just that I felt very unsafe yeah and I don't know why he didn't explicitly do or say anything I just did not feel right at sometimes all. you just know yeah yeah it isn't I think there was somebody that talked about once that their grandmother or something was supposed to go on a date with Ted Bundy and had the weird feeling and didn't go and it turned out he killed all those people like I don't yeah. know <laughs> plot twist spoilers <laughs> I, well, he didn't. <laughs> Everyone knows.
1: Well, no, 100%. I think you should always, like, trust your intuition. I think 100%. the hard thing is distinguishing what's your intuition and what's your anxiety. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, I'm always,
2: like, my boyfriend's going to break up with me. No, absolutely nothing's going wrong. Right. We were driving into, you know, Denver earlier, and I was like, he hates me. Oh. that's what I was, yeah, I was texting. He was like, um, are
0: you okay? She said that last night while she was on FaceTime with him, and, and she said it out loud to me, and I was like, I can see it. What? <laughs> they, oh, he didn't like me. I get it.
2: <laughs> oh. He was like, and he goes, "I'm kidding, <laughs> of course." Why would she say that? <laughs> we
0: just have more intrusive thoughts. Yes. Oh, we're talking
2: about how we wanted to die. Anyway, uh, yeah. that's, that's a different podcast conversation.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> existential dread, live and die by it. It's yeah. yeah, it's hard when you like try to suppress the thoughts and they like come back stronger. Yeah, exactly. So you just laugh about it. Yeah, and you
2: just carry on. Yeah, but some people don't know how to do that. Some people are like, um, that's not a laughing moment. But either way,
0: I don't hang out with those people.
2: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: what is the weirdest activity you've ever done on a date?
1: Non-sexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: mozzarella sticks and beer. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: One time this guy took me out and then he we get there and he's like, I don't actually have anything planned. So we went to the Leavitt Shell. Mm-hmm. What is it? Which that? Is an amphitheater. It's like an amphitheater. Okay. So it's like the zoo. Not a
1: cemetery. Okay. Right. Well, oh, I which... don't know. This is the weirdest date.
2: No, no. But then we get there. We like immediately have to leave, which was very strange. Um, then he took me. Maybe he saw his ex-girlfriend Melania. Uh,
1: maybe. And she was <laughs> just like uh, peeking uh, out. <laughs> he's like, oh, gotta go. <laughs>
2: I, I don't know. That was weird because like we had this whole thing planned. Like he, he'd been in a car wreck. He'd been in a neck brace. It was a whole thing. And then he finally was fine. And then he wasn't fine. And like, he had this, like, Oh yeah, I got this date planned. And show up, we don't. Oh my God. No way. The weirdest thing I've done today. And this was totally on me. I took this guy to the, to the civil rights season. Which is not funny at all because Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated there. God, rest his soul. Um, however, this guy is going super fast, like had never been to this museum. He's like walking super fast to this museum. Oh, I used to do that in like well, middle then, of school. Well, like then we get out and then later we're watching Mean Girls on his couch getting <laughs> so drunk. And This is the most random date I've <laughs> ever heard of. You to the Civil Rights Museum. Then I took him to see a giant wooden catfish downtown. But he was not impressed. Okay. Um, but anyway, so, we, so we're sitting on the couch watching Mean Girls. And I'm like, did you not enjoy the museum? He's like, I just, I forgot my glasses and I couldn't read anything. <laughs> so I always think about that. And he's the same one that went with me mm-hmm. to Nashville to see Paramore. And then his grandfather died. And I Googled it. And he was dead thank god i mean not thank god but i thought he was lying rest in peace rest in peace the reason why it was strange and she had to google it was because they had to leave early yeah and my favorite movie was gonna be shown at the the theater the next night heather's which came out in 1989 like what are the odds what are the odds of what heather's being shown (laughs) in theaters the the night after that we were in nashville like we were in nashville for the weekend oh yeah and then all of a sudden like pop papa just up and dies thanks so rude um, yeah, so that was fine. But then after that first date with him, I woke up incredibly hungover and knew I had to throw up, but I didn't want to throw up in his bathroom because I threw up very loud. So I was like, I have to give it some orange juice. And I drove to the gas station on the corner and threw it. I'm so surprised like
1: wow. I'm Good bewildered
2: job. that you could hold it in like
0: that. I when I have to throw up, it's just like, ugh, like it's just there. I know, <laughs> like it's, just I like, know. Like,
1: it's just I don't have no let's worry. not talk about throw up on the podcast. Okay. It, more than we already are. <laughs> it's fine. You know, instead of people getting murdered, like, they cut their
2: heads off. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I point. don't know. I, like I said, there have been so many times. I just don't know how to keep up. What is it like dating with a kid? It's. It's not, it's not hard. Honestly, I don't think because even with my current boyfriend and we met at a fourth of July party, not this past summer, but summer before he met my son there and it wasn't, I didn't have my son's wild party. It was like a family thing with my friend's family, but um, my son was there obviously swimming with other kids. And so my boyfriend met him there before we were together. Um, and it's fine. Like I still haven't introduced the two of them like more than just like, oh, I'll be on FaceTime and they'll see each other. Um, Oh really? Yes. And we've been together since January, Okay, but it's what October now, almost Mm -hmm. November. And Mm -hmm. it's not because I don't, I don't think they would do well together. It's just, I don't want my son or even my boyfriend to get attached Mm -hmm. and something to happen, especially with, you know, my, my boyfriend, um, works in the entertainment industry for work and I know that he's going to be traveling a lot and so um I care and love you know care about and love both of them very much and I don't want anybody to get hurt in the process because it sucks to see your kids sad Mm -hmm, like it mm -hmm. sucks um and so I'm just like I want them to be together because I'm tired of splitting my time between the two but in the respect for both of them and their feelings and my own as well and you know boundaries and everything and stability um I just I try to keep that separate and uh I've had people before that didn't understand like that I knew were too immature to respect the fact that I'm going to put my child first. Like mm-hmm. we can go out, but these are the days that I have free because my son has this or this or this, and he's going to come first. Right. And anybody that can't understand and respect that is not worth my time. Or, you know, any, anybody, if you have a child or any, you know, other commitment, even if it's your job, like if somebody expects you to drop all that shit for them, that's a no go because that's the, how you end up being, Cooped up in an abusive relationship, which I previously been in, and I realized is that isolation, and it's not cool.
1: That's so wise and smart to really start from the beginning of the relationship and and know, like, okay, I've made these mistakes in the past. I'm not going to do it again. So these are the rules I'm following and sticking to it. I think that's really smart.
2: Yeah, and if somebody's not cool with that, then that's just not the the situation for you. If that's the the, the you know like the the path that you're following. I mean, I think some people can introduce people in the beginning, and it depends on like. trajectory that you're on it's you know everybody's different but for for me and my son and just knowing like how much I want to keep him like okay and safe like that's what we have to do he Mm -hmm. knows about my boyfriend my boyfriend knows about him but I still am like I don't know what to do like when it's time yeah you know but I feel like when I know I'll know yeah for sure
0: how would, before him, how would you describe your dating history? And before like a couple,
2: before yeah. my yeah. Parent, boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, not good. <laughs> Chaos. Um, It was very lonely and sad. It was like, I so badly wanted to be with somebody that wanted me. And it was like, it's just, and not every man is like this. And I'm not trying to, to put anybody in this category. It's very much just about the way somebody looks or um, what you have as a job or, you know, your your body or just wanting you for sexual purposes and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that if that's what you feel comfortable with but Mm -hmm. having somebody where you're the things that you want out of life don't align then Mm -hmm. i mean it's just not going to work out somebody's going to get their feelings hurt and it's i'm too i feel like you know too old at this point Mm -hmm. to do that and you know two years ago i was fine with it because i didn't feel like i needed that fulfillment i had my child i had a career um i was happy But it was always that chasing that um, feeling of being lonely and being, you know, feeling like, you know, why does anybody want me? Like, what's wrong with me kind of thing? And now it's like, okay, whatever. I don't care. I'll take a
0: nap. I love that. Chris and I talk about that a lot. Like the reason that men and women are never knows like into their 30s is very different. Mm -hmm. And for us, at least, and most of the women I know, it's because we become comfortable being alone. And so I -hmm. need to like you more than I like being alone most of the time.
2: Yeah, I know. You're very much like, oh, I met this guy. He's great. And you're like, he likes me too much. (laughs) (laughs) That is very Kate. Yeah. And there's nothing, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm a complete no you're not it's just like you get that you can't admit again i'm sorry for this generalization but this is just you know the best way i can describe it men want another mother and i cannot i i love my son so much but i will never have another child my boyfriend is aware of this and does not have a problem which is great i have plenty of nieces and nephews we're good there um i cannot mother another living person yeah i can't and i i it's not my job to raise you at age anything over yeah. there came out of my body yeah yeah <laughs> or like an animal
1: <laughs> yeah so um question do you think there's a type of man that looks for mothers or is it all yes men? okay it's so a type i think so and then what are the red flags of a guy who is looking for um uh, girlfriend to be his mom. Men that will not make any decision. There's a difference between wanting somebody to
2: be, there's a difference between wanting somebody to be an equal part of decision making versus being so passive that you're like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. And I can be that with, with anxiety and it can, you have that paralysis sometimes when you're like, I can't make a decision. But in that moment, Mm -hmm. I have to say, I am overwhelmed. I need a decision, but where it's not that I feel like women have to be submissive at all. And I'm not that kind of person. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, Mm -hmm. but um, Mm -hmm. overall, like just, I don't need a man to be a leader. I think that's again, bullshit and no offense to anybody that believes that at all, because that's fine. Um, But I want to be an equal decision maker, but in my, you know, I've said this before, relationships are not always 50, 50. They're like insurance like plans on sometimes sometimes they're 80 20 sometimes they're 70 30
1: and it fluctuates yeah it yeah.
2: does it does and like you giving you take but right I can't be giving everything yeah. and it's not fair for me to take everything either like mm-hmm. so I feel like men that can't make a decision um are people that want a mother or men that are very emotionally immature and throw a fit if you can't give them all of your time and attention like we're adults. Do you not have some, you don't have even like a lawn to worry about, like a grill, mm-hmm. like something. In the grill, yeah. Exactly, a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my current boyfriend lives about an hour and a half away from me, which is hard sometimes, mm-hmm. but I do value my independence and my time to be able to do what I need to do. And I know he does as well. Um, and so it's very comforting to me because I then I feel like I val- we value the time together a lot more. Um, but like having somebody constantly right on top of me And maybe it's just been the people I was with, and it wasn't the right person for me, but just like, get off of me, you know, like, go do your own thing. Right. Please have your own friends. I don't, I think that's a big, like, I like knowing where you Mm -hmm. are and that you're okay, but I don't need to know your every move. You can talk to a woman, you could have a friendship with a woman. That's not me. Like, I'll make jokes with my boyfriend sometimes, and then, oh, well, who is this? But I know that I'm very confident Mm -hmm. in our relationship and the way that we feel about one another. So I don't feel the need to like overset those boundaries and I feel like it's just there's nothing wrong with wanting someone to care for you and be nurturing but I can't do everything for you I'm not
1: I can't raise you if you don't know what to do at this point I'm sorry yeah I can't right it, to to bring it back to one of Kate's stories Kate talked about somebody who maybe was that mama's boy mm-hmm. did when did you realize he was what a mama's boy <laughs> the most when did, yeah when did you realize he was a mama's boy and like did you meet his mom or kind of get a vibe the way he talked about his mom, that that was a thing? Um, The
0: most recent relationship I was in, and I talk about him a lot, um, refer to him as the chameleon because he just, (laughs) he morphs into anyone he's around, including me. And so he like never made any decisions, always wanted to be with me, always wanted to do what I wanted to do. And, um, so we've talked about that, um, but he didn't have a present father, and so he was raised mm. by a very really strong mom. So obviously he was
2: mm. um, a mama's boy. Um, but the guy before
0: him, um, who I refer to as
1: um, Marlboro, Mar- <laughs>
0: yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't say that. What word to say? Marlboro. Wait, <laughs> uh, <like> what? <laughs> um. He was a mama's boy in the typical Southern man way in which they're just like, I love my mama, you know, like, (laughs) 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 I love my mama. mama. (laughs) And, and, and so he, he loved his mom, which I think is great. i you know, not shit talking them loving their mom. But what I have a problem with is when they try to mimic who their mom is into the relationships and, and, in which they're in. And if that relationship, um, is if if their partner's okay with that, that's fine. But like you said, I am not looking to mother anyone except future kids. You know, like I am, that's not what a partnership is to me. Right. I don't think it's what it is in general. Like I'm not okay with somebody who doesn't have their own friends who is expecting me to do everything for them, who thinks a woman's place is, in the kitchen you know mm-hmm. like that is so you don't want me in the kitchen and <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: so You're like what do i do in here, <laughs> and to, here. It
0: to me like there has to be give and take there and um you touched on this like there are some genuine red flags and i think that um that can be a way that you can kind of discern what the relationship's going to be is like how they talk about their mom
1: and because maybe you can dig into that on a first, second, or third date right. and then avoid those people completely because that's too much to undo, right? Um, right. so maybe you could be like, How much do you love your mom? And if they're like, She's my like <laughs> well, one of
2: those scales, like at the hospital, it's, like, it's your pain <laughs> emotionally. What is your relationship yeah. with your mother? Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, that's what makes it hard, too, is when I was working as a nurse, as I noticed a lot of that crossover is especially because because one of the, the um, specialties I worked in was drug and alcohol rehab. And, you know, um, I that was my favorite thing that I did. But you have to realize, especially if you are not familiar or, you know, love anybody that has had a drug or alcohol addiction problem is that they are stuck somewhere in um trauma at whatever age this trauma happened to them so say that they were eight years old and something bad happened and they were you know sexually um abused by somebody or physically financially they just had a hard life you know introduced to things that's where they're going to stay mentally and I would notice a lot of that when my patients were coming off of whatever drug they were using. Let's say they were coming off of heroin. We give them a medication called Suboxone, which is, it goes into the brain and sits in the same part of the brain that a narcotic would sit in, and, but they can't get high. And usually it has um, Narcan in it, which reverses that high. So it gives them that, like I guess, satisfaction, but it also keeps them from being able to get more high.
1: That's amazing. Um, yes, what it's,
2: what it's, a it's, it's, miracle it's a, drug. It's a great medication. Yeah. People do abuse it still, but it is a very yeah. good medication. Um, and I'm glad that we do have it. And so, but you'd notice when these patients are coming off of their, their drug of choice uh, is that they become, especially like they just kind of cling to the first person that's genuinely nice to them or that doesn't that, that doesn't want anything back. You know, like I'm just, I'm there as a nurse and, um. They become very attached because Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you know, I'm taking an interest. Like, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? Yeah. How was group today? What was this? You know, did you speak in your AA meeting? Like, you know, I I know them because we take care of them over such a long period of time. Mm -hmm. But you notice they start to come, become kind of like emotionally attached to you. Yeah. And they start to be very flirty. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't think it's necessarily even a thing about attraction. It's that's that nurturing aspect maybe they never got. And so I think a lot of men too, even, you know, you talk about daddy issues and mommy issues, which. As stupid as that sounds, I think I mean it, it really is a problem. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. Um it, it can be used in like a derogatory term, which I think is stupid. You know, they blame everything, any kind of woman they want to slap the label crazy on, which is also bullshit, is they say they have daddy issues. No, it's just you fucking suck as a man. Yeah. But there's that. Yeah, no, one see, no one wants to hear that. Um my my dad left when you know I was very young. But um I do I have some abandonment issues? Absolutely. Um I'm not ashamed to admit that. But you, like I said, you would see that in my patients, and I'd be like, You're listen, this this is not an appropriate relationship. Mm-hmm. I do care about you, and I'm very excited you're here. And like, I want you to do well, but this is a boundary that cannot be crossed professionally and also ethically and morally just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, and they're in a vulnerable position, ex- exactly. It's a power yeah, thing, yeah, it's a power thing, too. Ex- exactly. And like, you see that in just regular, plus, you're their dealer, exactly. And they'd be <laughs> like, You know, like, oh, you're so pretty, and you're so nice, and I'm like, Well, that's very kind of you, thank you so much, but like that's not appropriate mm-hmm. you know and it, you know they'd be like why are you why are you rejecting me and i'm like i'm not please don't think about it like that and but at the same time, please don't, please do you know like mm-hmm. but this is just like you're not used to being kind and especially people you know just speaking like i know about you know how kate is a person and how i believe that i am as a person just very kind and giving person like will do pretty much anything for anybody um and it's hard sometimes to set that boundary because you're like, oh, I want to do this kind thing for this person. And then they take and take and take. And you realize you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. I've given and given and given. And not that I didn't want to do that, but now it's like it feels disrespectful and not okay with me. Yeah. And that's something that I've noticed with men that want another like want a mother. And I'm sorry that you did not have the 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 parenting that you that every child deserves. Um, but I can't do that for you.
1: You're right. right, Marla. Wow. You took this podcast to a deeper level. I'm and so I sorry. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a date with someone and then they're clinging to you because you represent something they missed out on and and they're showing an interest in, in you in a specific way.
0: And I will say too, it doesn't happen all at once. Like it comes out slowly at least with me and my relationships, and I can say this subjectively, I'm a great girlfriend. Like, I work really hard to take care of the people I'm with. Mm -hmm. I do so much for other people because it, it brings me joy. But I hit a certain place, and I know that you're very similar to me, Marla, in which, like, something, a switch goes off. And it's like, I can no longer deal with it. And then I get exhausted exhausted. and the empathy runs out. And the (laughs) the disparity in how I'm treated is very apparent to me, even if it's like subtle and
2: it's not even like like a bad treatment. Yeah. And
0: even if it's like not malicious, like if it's just that like you, I'm planning all the dates, which is what happened with my last guy. I planned all the dates Mm -hmm. and I made all the decisions and everything. And I, I was so excited because he was my first, like, real boyfriend here. Um, And, like, there was a bunch of different things about our backstory that was just, it seemed like Kismet is not. And so then um, I realized probably three months into the relationship, once I really started to integrate him into my life and had him come meet my family (laughs) and had him meet some of my friends. And
2: I just went to (laughs) sleep
0: and I was just like, we can't even hold a conversation with them. Like you can't like, I, I don't want to sound like a bitch in this, in this instance, but at the same time, like if he's not hold a conversation with the people that I'm with, and if I have to carry you and have to make sure that you're okay, using air quotes, um, I, I would rather be alone. Like, I am not, It's exhausting. It is exhausting. And I already do that. Like, I am the hostess of my friends. Like, I, she is. I make uh, sure absolutely. that people are fed and their drinks are full and things like that, which is why Chris and I get along so well. She plays that part here. And <laughs> I, I get exhausted by that eventually if that's mm-hmm. not reciprocated especially in a relationship where I feel it's different and I feel like in that instance because I don't expect that fully from my mm-hmm. friends because I'm diff- I'm different than a lot of my friends like we have different love mm-hmm. languages and we show each other we love each other differently I mean you and I are pretty much the same person but um, I think that like in those relationships that we're not in a partnership there's different give and take in a friendship
1: than there should be in a relationship. That's a great point. Like Marla talked about 80-20, 20-80. Yeah. You can't really go that far with a friendship, I think. Like you, you can't go that extreme. And, you, and when you're in a relationship with somebody like yeah. like Brock and Michelle, yeah, he can be president and she can hang back. And then she can write books and go on a tour yeah. and he can right. hang back. Like they do that. But I think if you're in a friendship, you have to keep a tighter ratio, but it doesn't matter as much.
0: This is um this is a new frame of reference and it's kind of gross and we can cut it off if we need to love it but my my sister just got in a really bad accident and she has been unable to walk for the past three months and like during those first few months um I I went for a couple weeks to help her out because like literally she could not walk she couldn't get out of the bed she had to be helped to the bathroom and things like that um like an older person an Mm -hmm. old person who can't do those things for themselves anymore. And let me tell you, that perspective of, like, her husband taking care of her and, like, having to clean her and bathe
1: her. And he's doing 100% yeah, to take care of the yeah. kids. Like, and, like, in
0: sickness and in health yeah. was laid out in front of me. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I've been dating some bullshit. And, like, I would not trust them to help bathe me or empty my poop bucket. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a real situation. And I – I was just like, you really have to think about those things because looks fade, and you know you go through hard time And Stress and rises. Stress rises. It just and
1: happens. Yeah. Yeah. The flies come out. <laughs> you can have as many <laughs> fly <laughs> traps. Twenty-six dollars on Amazon. Fresh yeah.
0: yeah. delivered. I mean, height doesn't change really, but
1: oh, it does actually. Oh, Especially 9-11.
0: if I do Pilates. Well.
1: Mm. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a help them. height <laughs> is the one thing that doesn't really change, but, um, we, that's what I like. That's why I like it. it so yeah, much I is
0: I like the consistency of
1: it all, <laughs> right, you know, right.
0: I'm not that big, but I like the consistency. And also we were talking about this earlier is that like, I, I don't really even care height wise that they're tall. I want a tall personality,
1: you know, they dick the energy. type, yes, but
0: the
2: like type. the good kind, right. But the, not kind, that, but that, the
0: guys who are. Born like who are tall have a different personality than the guys who have to go through life
1: short. Fascinating and 100 percent accurate. My so
2: talking about the talking about height and then like personality and then like men and their mommy problems. <laughs> my very first boyfriend, uh I won't even give him a name, he's not even worth it. Um, he was very abusive. And so about gosh, oh my gosh, I was in high school, I was just about to graduate. Um and this is my first like serious boyfriend. And so I didn't know anything, you know, like I went through that, you know, I, I was very much a late bloomer. And like, I look back at my pictures. And I'm like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't ugly, but you look at your friends at that time and the people, you know, all that. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, I never, like, I wasn't like grown into my looks at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but he wanted to date me. And so we did, we met through a mutual friend. And so about a month into our relationship is about a month before I graduated. One of his best friends committed suicide and he found him. And, uh, I was the first person he called and I was there for him through it all. And so he really clung to me, which of course, anybody, like even at this age, you know, I had a brother die recently by suicide back in June. My boyfriend has been absolutely wonderful. He actually had to meet my family at my brother's funeral. It's really shitty, but (laughs) you know, I guess it was time. Um, but so I, I was the person that this guy leaned on. And again, I was, gosh, I wasn't even 18 yet. I was 17 and I, I turned 18 in May and went off to um, school three hours away. I was initially a veterinary medicine major and oh. this guy like just had nobody and uh, he had really shitty relationship with his parents. And so every weekend it was come home, come home. You're out cheating on me. You're doing all this stuff, like projecting the things that I found out later that he was actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would come home and when I have to go back to school, I would cry. Because I didn't have friends, I didn't make friends. Um, on our first anniversary, he spit on me. He took the necklace. He bought me a Betsy Johnson necklace. I loved it. It was like the glass. It was like glass flowers, and he got mad at me. I can't remember what the argument was, and he ripped it off my neck. I didn't have an hour, and he threw it into the bathroom shower, and it shattered everywhere. And I'm like, "Why did you do that?" He spit on me on the way to dinner. Oh
1: my god. And it, I mean, it was
2: a lot. It got, it got a lot worse. Uh, but the last night we were together, he physically like he tried to harm me very very badly and uh thankfully I was at my parents house and I screamed for them they came out you know everything oh yeah, we were God. together about three years and so I got out of that relationship and I remember the first time I ever I didn't make decisions for myself like in that relationship everything was I wore what he said to wear I did what he said to do hung out with who he said to hang out with I yeah. lost a lot of me then
1: yeah which
2: sucks because high school I was like most school spirit a cheerleader I was the mascot I did all this stuff and not that that part of me is not still here but she was very much like scooted away and I uh I, it sucks it's like that Taylor Swift lyric uh, I'd like to be my old self again but I'm still trying to find it like I feel like that a lot of times um but when we broke out I realized like I didn't know anything about myself like I went to pick out juice at the grocery store and like what's King's Super's here is Kroger home yeah it's the exact same thing and I remember going to the juice aisle and like I don't know if you've seen the juice aisle but it's ridiculous <laughs> and I'm looking and You're I'm juicing like you said everything yes and I'm like I just, I couldn't do it. I could not pick, I, I couldn't even pick juice. I didn't know what I liked. I was 21 years old and I had no idea. And like, I get so sad for that part of me because I'm like, that was supposed to be like, you're going away to college your best friend, um, not Kate, but I, my, the best friend that I've been best friends with since we were 11 um, and like going away with her and like gonna do like look by myself and have a roommate and do all this stuff. And like, I didn't. And not that I regret that part of my life, like I love my life now. I'm very fortunate to live the life that I do, uh, but it just it just sucks. And like so, I wish I would have known then. Like this man, these were all these these things that I, that happened. And now that's like that's stuff that I look for. Like, like yes. how do you? I heard a guy once. It was one of my ex boyfriends actually. His friend was talking about going on a date with a girl, and he's like, and she wore a mini skirt on the date. And I was like, I looked at the guy, and I was like, okay. Like what's the rest of like is there a story that follows this? He's like, No, I just didn't like that she's wearing that skirt. And I was like, why? He was like, Because it makes her look easy. And I was like, okay, well, what if she is? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. I get like that kind of stuff makes me mad. And like it's yeah. just again, it's men just I don't I don't know, just feeling like they're so coddled. Yeah. And they have no consequence. And then they're just let off in the world. And you're like, no, what? like somebody needs to like check your shit. Right. Right. And they're also given all this power. For no
1: reason. Right. You're mediocre, Daryl.
0: Yeah, you're meaty
1: fucking over, Daryl. Yeah, uh, Daryl. Oh. Yeah,
0: and 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 sometimes it's happened in like passing of guys I've I've been involved with, and they'll say like. Um, stuff in passing about other women. Like, I can't believe she's wearing that or I can't believe she said that or
2: whatever. And like, like, Or hearing a guy call his ex-girlfriend crazy and like, yeah. and that, I'm not saying that there's not instances where women, that men are not victims of any kind of, you know, abuse or violence. That's not the case at all. Like, women genuinely can be crazy. But if you want to verbalize that over and over and over, it's like a person at a, at a party that tells a joke eight times in a row and you're like, yeah. we already heard you say that seven times in the stuff Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: But like, it's just it's gross,
0: and also I've been in a lot of those situations where they've said their ex girlfriend is crazy, and a few months down the road, I'm like, she wasn't crazy. It was you.
2: You put or you pushed her, yeah. to be like that. You have, her you did, crazy. have you
1: dated anybody like that, Chris, <gasps> or like mommy issue men, or like? Um. So, I dated this guy who really didn't respect his mom, oh. and so I was thinking about that when we were talking that's about, even about that's it. worse. I feel like that's even worse. Um. And, okay we have to cut this but his mom was overweight like very overweight and he had like a weight thing towards me what like it was a very subtle like microaggressions let's not cut it let's keep it in yeah <laughs> fuck, fuck him anyway so um just like little things about food here and there and
2: he would like make comments about stuff you were eating
1: yes and I went to the zoo with Kate and chameleon and our other friends. And then I thought I saw this guy at a restaurant in Denver and I hadn't seen him in like six years, but it wasn't him, but I had like a full blown panic attack in this oh restaurant. God. And it's so funny. Cause the first thing I thought was now I can't eat. Mm. Oh. And isn't that like, like so random? That's so It's not sad. random. It-
0: because we we've actually had a previous um, episode in which we talked about Bad Sisters, which is a show I'm trying to make more. I've not can't I can't
2: watched anything that
1: involves more than five minutes of construction. Okay, okay, I would love to watch it. Severely, they're long people. episodes. Actually, so just, I get distracted. We
0: just talk in circles, <laughs> the two of us. Uh, but we always we always come back around. Um, but we had a previous episode talking about Bad Sisters and talking about. Um, emotional abuse and it does it happens slowly and that it's is so sinister funny, just like that's first also yeah. it's, a, it's a power play and it is also and i'm not saying that women can't do this i think women 100 percent can do this i think that women can can be bitches, of course 100 and i think that they can also switch the power dynamic in a relationship that is not the lens that i have so you can listen to another podcast for that um but in this instance he was using like that as a power dynamic for you like he wanted that was a way he could control you what was sort of um just taking away your confidence and taking
2: away how you feel about yourself and like making you yeah. rely on him for his yeah. approval.
1: And so like you're not going to go to anybody else. You're like, okay, well what does he think? About exactly. This? And it happens right. so slowly, so subtly but over you still time. Don't have those but for me, I think I was like a target for that. So I think it's, it's tapping, it was tapping and into an insecurity that yeah. I already had. Especially
2: at. when you're so young. I remember, um, my that same ex, um, the yeah. first one that I had, he would say things to me like, okay, so after we broke up, he found out I was pregnant. And I'm not kidding. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I changed my number. And I think I was telling, oh, tonight at dinner with my friend that's also um, from where we're from. She lives up here now. I told her, I said, I have a new number now. And, like, that's just everybody that's been friends with me for a very long time knows I've had, like, seven new numbers. I can never remember because this guy kept getting it. And I wasn't giving it to him, but he kept getting it. And he would, like, threaten me, threaten my family. And then he found out I was pregnant. And he was, like, he talked about my body. He – um told me I should have an abortion. He told me that my child was a bastard child and like that I needed to get rid of the baby because we were supposed to be together. It was just all this crazy stuff. And he would say all these things to me. Like I still have a recurring nightmare and it's not as it's not as often now. It happens more when I get stressed, uh, but I'll have this recurring nightmare where I'm in a house or sometimes it's you in know, like a mall um, and I'm going into these stores and these rooms and I'm moving clothes and I'm finding doors and I'm, it's like a finding a yeah. door. And but I know that he's coming and he's going to be there and he's going to be there. And I think that's just how my anxiety is now. But like, I just remember, I, I, it sucks because I feel like, again, I think back to like little 18 year old me that had no life experience, mm-hmm. that was just so excited to be in a relationship. That was like an adult relationship. Like I'm going to go to college. Right, I'm going right. to be a veterinary. My best friend is here. And then to look at my life now and be like, like Morgan Freeman, that was not going to be
1: what happened. Like,
2: uh-huh. and like, and that's fine. You know, like at the time it sucked. And it was like, you have to kind of like take this little part of your, your, your dream or your wants and you kind of bury it and you honor it and you just move on and it, and it sucks. But, um, I'm happy with where I am now and I feel very fortunate to be out of that relationship because I'm, unfortunately, We know that domestic violence, um, does not always end the way that it fortunately did end for me. Um, and, uh, I remember I, saw, I hadn't seen him in a, a long time and I remember it was, it was MLK day 2019 and he I get a tech I get like a Facebook message I hear that like you know DM message and sound and it's like 5am and it's him and I'm, he's like he sends me this long this long message and I have it screenshot somewhere wish I still had it but he basically just tells me like Sorry, I was so terrible to you. You were so good to me, but you really helped me become the person I am today. Here's all the good things I do now, and like, and to me, it was like it w- it wasn't an apology at all. Again, it's kind of like you know when celebrities apologize on like YouTube. The nota, yeah, exactly. And they're like, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know that like your PR people just made you post this, but this whole this whole message, it was it ended up being like basically to me the way that I would like Cliff notes it and be yeah. like man thanks woman for letting him hit her for three years so he can be a good person now yeah like what i don't know and, and so i just i, I want to say to anybody that's listening like somebody wanting somebody nurturing in a relationship there's nothing wrong with that i'm a very kind con- i like to be very cuddly and kind and nurturing and don't let that change the person that you are naturally but if that becomes if that's all consuming and everything's put on you like that man or woman, mm-hmm. um, just kind of try to take a step back and like, I guess ask friends and family because maybe they see it. Now I had my everything very well for my family and my friends, uh, not so much for my friends, but my family had no idea, um, about the relationship, that relationship. Um, and, uh, so just try and, um, if you can't, it's, and I know it's not, it's not a lifetime movie. And I explain that to people when people, you know, will kind of give me shit or I hear people talking poorly about other people in an abusive relationship Like, like, why don't they just leave? That's not a reality. It's not going to wrap up in an hour and a half. And I wish that people would understand that. And I hope that nobody ever has to be in a situation to understand that, but you don't just go like we talked about, oh, it's very sinister. Yeah. It seeps in and it's almost like a, um, it's like, it's like a weed. Like it grows and it grows and it, it grows quickly and um before you realize it, it's out of control and you don't know what to do because like you've had everything stripped away
1: an addiction almost yeah and and you've helped so many people through recovery and you know even like the post breakup it's not like okay you broke up now you're fine right he's not with you it that recovery takes time too mm-hmm. yeah. how, how did you get over that
2: uh it's still something I am getting over you know yeah, I, I, yeah. it's 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 almost, it's like, it's like, I guess it's like the cycle of grief. Um, it's just, is a daily thing and you don't realize it's daily until, you know, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks and you're great or months even, and you're in a good situation. All of a sudden, like you, like you said, when you thought you saw that guy, like I, now I can't eat. Yeah. Like, it's just that, that yeah. part of your brain that has created a pathway for that. Right. It's um, trauma. Exactly. And it's again, related. to Taylor Swift, she says you know what, 10 months sober, um, I must admit, just because you're clean don't mean you don't miss it. Like, right. your, bra- like your, bu- your brain and your body, they don't forget. You can suppress and compartmentalize and, like, throw it on the back of the shelf, but something's going to happen and it's going to get turned over and it's like, oh, shit, how do you put it back?
0: And that, I feel like, is almost always an easy target for women is their self-worth. Like you start yeah, to, because
2: that's all you're, you're told, like you're pretty yeah. and you're, and it's never you're smart or you're capable and I, not that it's never, but it's you're pretty Especially and me. you're, you're, you know, you can do this and let's learn how to, let's teach you how to cook and let's teach you how to do this. And then yeah. like, that's what you, or your career. And like, if you're stripped that's of true. that, you're like, I'm
1: not a person,
2: right? You
1: yeah. Have, all self-worth is gone. Right. And yeah, we don't. We haven't really talked about this, but like, I couldn't. I could imagine fertility is a huge part of that too for all of the women who can't get pregnant. Like, that's probably a huge thing too yeah. for abusive relationships. Anyways,
0: well, like I, and we've had this conversation too. Like, I didn't even start thinking about my fertility window until like I became thirty three. So this year, and it's just been like everywhere. That like even when I watch like sitcom, sitcoms. Like, I was watching New Girl the other day, and she was talking about. Um, like being 30 and you're, um, like 90% of your eggs are gone and stuff. Like, I don't even know oh, if that's factual. I did not, oh. I did not, <laughs> I, did, I did not fact check <laughs> that. But I was just like, I was watching that and then it was like another show and they were talking about the fertility window and I was just like, this makes me feel bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not even something I can change, you know, like it's, um, i feel like it's a feeling of
1: uh your worth is tied to your fertility yes mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be right but it is but it, it's such a weird time that we're living in um with the uh, age and fertility and i think we'll talk about that in a different episode we don't have anybody lined up but some somebody who's talking who's open to talking about fertility so, segueing from fertility, which is a heavy topic we'll get into later. Yes. We just wanted to ask our right now. amazing guest, Marla, a few questions related to our recent episodes. So, we want to get her hot takes. Um, can you tell us your favorite rom-com?
2: Um, I don't – I think it probably might – maybe is funny um <laughs> she's a big horror movie I, I love um, okay okay so not not whore horror, no, horror. Not whore. horror. <laughs> the scary shit porn what's <laughs> <laughs> yes, your favorite porn not <laughs> clown porn that doesn't exist don't oh. look it up um this, is, this is scary do enough. not Google that <laughs> You can. It's very interesting, actually. I have a lot. Are they both clowns? No. <laughs> I mean, for different reasons, yes, but, but no.
1: <laughs> so a clown, a, a clown comes in and is. <laughs> he comes in, all right. And, uh, so it's one clown no, dude. and Two one clown. I can't. I shan't. I anyway, okay. my favorite horror, horror film. <laughs> My favorite rom. com Oh my round god. Come, come. Oh my God.
2: Is probably La La Land. Oh. Cute. God. And I, it's not Me even stop. comedic. It's not even funny. That's the worst mm-hmm. part. Is the worst like the funny part is like the ending because you think it's the end and it's not the end. And was, no spoilers, I haven't seen it. it. I didn't. I'm just telling you, it's not the end when you think it's the end. It's not like that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cried for like two hours. What? I cried so hard, at hyperventilated. No, I know it like won a bunch of awards, so I mean, <laughs> no, that's not you're right. Some
0: people
1: like it. Okay? Some
2: people like it. Um, I also really love Ten Things I Hate About You. <gasps> yeah, classic. Um, and I don't think again this should not be considered rom-com, but um, oh my god, I completely just forgot the name of it. You know, that's a shit, That's uh, that's a film adaptation of a Shakespeare play. I want
0: to say Much Ado About Nothing. No. I want to say it is much too about nothing.
2: See, I can't remember my car keys, but I can remember that. Clueless
1: is based on Emma. Um, Emma. Yes. Clueless. Yeah. They should do Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movies based on Shakespeare plays.
0: (laughs) That is a big ask. ask. Uh, What is
2: that? (laughs) We can write them. Can you give us clues? I love trivia. It's uh, it's. It's got Selma Blair in it, I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's it's cruel intention. Yes. I kept wanting to kill it. That's not sh- a rom. com No, and as I'm saying. It should okay. not be. Well, well, it is romantic for incestuous reasons, and it is comedic because it's very dry. So actually I mean they're step siblings. It's the same thing in clueless. Yeah. Like, they're uh, yeah. not related. But I do also do love But um, it is
0: romanticized and clueless and considered okay, but it is not, it's considered gross. I love crazy stupid love. stupid love. Oh so I love
2: cool. that. Okay, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yes, yeah, they're
0: adorable. She's like, oh, you look photoshopped. He does. Yeah, he's delicious.
2: Yes.
1: You remind me of Emma Stone.
0: Oh Kate. that is the biggest compliment. I accept. Easy A.
1: A great movie.
0: So great. Amanda Stone. Amanda Fine. Sorry, last
1: movie.
0: I wish I had that energy. What in
2: high school? I don't. I wish I had less energy at all times i just be slug. <laughs> not a slut <laughs> but a slugger. <laughs> not to go with my horror movies but horror if movies. you want a horror movie recommendation rom-com i would say midsummer because he gets what's getting you know he should so okay if you're looking for a horror movie that's also funny and you like men being punished midsummer a24 ari aster <laughs> 2019.
1: Okay, our next uh, question is about age and age gaps in relationships. Do you have any strong opinions? I am not dating
2: men younger than me, and I won't say anything about anybody currently in this room. I I just can't do it. Um, Me? Luda? Yes, yes, you and Luda. Yeah. No, I just can't. I just can't. And I don't know why. I just, I don't, I won't. I shan't. I have, and I won't. Um, I just, it's not for me. I don't want a man very old i really honestly if i'm being honest with you, i don't want a man at all i don't want a woman i want to be alone <laughs> but i am very happy my boyfriend that i'm currently with is two months younger than me and that's it's fine
1: you're the same age i love that yes
2: i've never dated somebody my age i always dated somebody older or a little bit younger and i just <clears throat> on both sides it's not see like i
0: don't that. like people my age like i've dated probably Ugh. uh you know what i think i've only dated one person my age uh, everybody else has been older and that hasn't worked so i've gone younger well, she mean, is talking about me so cat daddy is um
1: wait
2: six years younger
1: the fuck is cat daddy sorry you can't brush past that you know
2: exactly you know her. why his name is who the photo the current who oh, oh. <laughs> he yeah, yeah. It took me a second too, and then I was like,
1: "Oh, yeah, daddy." daddy. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He's younger,
2: and by six years, but you haven't met yet.
0: We haven't met yet, but he's very nice. But here's the but thing: but you hate that. I'm trying it out. No, yes, he's kind. Let me let me rephrase that. And we've talked about this in a previous episode where nice guys and people who are kind of very different yeah and i was he gonna ask not, marla but it's he does not too, seem too much like yeah. nice, is very very nice
1: guy and you got it.
0: so we'll see we'll see once i have first date with cat daddy i will report
1: on <laughs> i'm so happy that we're calling him cat daddy i, I am, am too <laughs> It is my favorite
0: nickname i've given anybody yay
1: me i can't wait to you Go out with them, come over. Let's talk about it for 45 minutes. The episode title will be Cat Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but can you put daddy in all caps, please? Yes, Daddy. Okay. Um, who pays? So do you have any opinions about a first, second date? Yes. Check. Yes. Tell us.
2: If I am invited on a date, then that in my opinion is someone is asking to take me somewhere and that's them offering to pay i I, agree however i I will pay without i will do it because i want to i'm not okay we both work i don't expect anything from another person and i i I always say because people are like you know i'll joke around Like, do y'all know any men close to death like who needs a nurse who might not be missed if they're gone. And it's a joke, but then somebody's like, why don't you just find an old rich man? And I always say I'm too pretty to work, but too smart to rely on a man to do it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, it's a, and it's a joke. Like I, it's I worked, tough place I, to be. I've i worked since I was 14. Like I've had a job consistently since I was 14. I'm, so, I mean, that's better. That's over half of my life. And not that I am seller at saving any money i'm at tj maxx every other day and my reasoning is literally i'll just say because i want to know what they're doing
1: a a maxinista exactly Mm
2: -hmm. tj maxx
1: happy to represent yeah exactly we'll do ads for you um and it's just i don't
2: feel like i don't and maybe it's me not wanting to give that power to somebody else again because i've been in the place where i felt like I'll be damned if I have a man look at me one day and tell me you won't have, you wouldn't have this if it weren't for me. That's like that that's nice. insane no. to me because I've been in that situation, even though it wasn't, you know, I was still relying on my parents. I was still baby, mm-hmm. you know, 17, 18 years old. But like, I, I just can't imagine giving somebody else that authority over me again. And like you said, it's different in the bedroom and it's different with that kind of stuff because I'm choosing that. Yeah. But to have that taken from me, and especially in a way mm-hmm. that's very underhanded and it's like, Oh, you know, you know, stay home with the kids. And I mean, I, I, it's not that I don't respect those relationships at all because those can work, but I think for me, first of all, I would lose my mind in the house all day, but also like, I like having that sense of having my own identity and like, even though my career is not going to be, shouldn't be my identity. And I have struggled with that. It's, I can't let myself just be pigeonholed into one area in life and then what if you know what if it gets taken away from right. you like you know and I know that you have like um alimony and things like that yeah. they're paid but like I don't want that life right. because like I don't have a fucking identity for what 30 years and all of a sudden I'm 50 years old I've only been in one relationship my kids are grown and my husband's gone right. I who am I at that point right and I very much it's taken me so hard and I still don't even 100% know about myself as a person and I know that's that's with everybody you know mm-hmm. Every, especially at our age you're like especially if you're a never know and never has you know whatever it's so hard to feel like <clears throat> you know who you are you're yeah. like, and I think that's a, a that's a lifelong thing or searching for meaning or like
1: this yeah, is I think that's my the
2: point of life my calling yeah. and shit but like I can't imagine being that at 50 after feeling like okay I'm a wife I'm a mom I'm a I do this and then it's gone like what do you do what right? do
1: you do Go to yeah. TJ Maxx. You walk. Yeah, around. exactly.
2: But like, you don't even enjoy it because you ain't got no money because your husband left.
1: And well, I can't do that.
2: Well, I think too. It's like it's it's
0: control and it's power, and we've talked about that too. Because I've I've had three different relationships in which the man has been like, "Well, I'll pay because I make more money than you." These are exact words. Or and you are know, you like, telling me about that? And it's it doesn't. That is not one a it's, kind thing to it's say. It's not a turn on either, and it's and it's like point. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how much you make. Like I care that you treat me like an equal and a and a human being, and it you're is. just treating
2: me like oh you're just somebody I have to take care of, like. And don't get me wrong, like, I I like that feeling of feeling, like, cared for. And, like, I'm saying, like, this is a person I can rely on, but I don't need it to be in every aspect. I mean, like, again, if if it becomes an 80-20 part, like, one of you gets sick and you have to, Mm -hmm. but, like, just coming home and, like, okay, you know, even, you know, if you do this, I do this, it's very much a trade. Like, okay, we each have things that we're good at, let's do them together rather than struggling, trying to do everything each on our own and clashing.
0: Right. Right, and I and I also sort of um, what's the word? It like. It cancels out the fact that I work really hard. I may not make as money as much money but as you still do. fucking work. I work really hard. Right. I'm in school. It's like I'm dividing bodies you. on the side. For a bit, I did both of those things and still worked at the agency. Like I work hard. I hustle for everything I have and I take care of myself. And I don't need you. If the only thing that you can bring to the table is that you can buy me a meal, you can kindly fuck
2: off. Like scoot.
1: Mm-hmm it's just so weird when you're in it, you don't know. And then after you're broken up, people are like, Oh, thank God. I
2: I used to work um, with another nurse at my first job Mm -hmm. and, um, Very unfortunately, I think it was two years ago or a year ago now that she did it into her own life. And it's very hard because she was the kindest, literally the kindest person. Like, take Kate and make her like nine times nicer, which is insanely nice because Kate's already an angel. But she was like the best person. She always had a smile on her face. She was just like always doing, everything. she would give her patients massages. She did not have time to do all the shit, but she would do everything for these people. The nicest person. And very unfortunately she was in a very bad abusive relationship. And I remember I'd watch her in the morning because I worked the day shift. I'd watch her in the morning come in and have bruises everywhere. And she was covering them with makeup during shift report. And it was just like you everybody can see it from the outside. And her mom worked at the hospital as well. And it was just like everybody can see it from the outside. And she you could I mean, you could tell it was it was horrible on her but she never let that change the way she did care of her patients and like it makes me so angry and you know like you again like I talked about earlier it's not like a it's not it's not a movie where you just get out like it's they had a child and uh it was a a little child and she'd do anything for her for her child super sweet um but like you just don't go and you know like you said you looking back now like all the stuff that he would say to you or like all of that you're like you don't see it as a problem. It's like looking at a I don't know. You're just looking at I'm using my full brain. Yeah. Like you I don't have, like, have these my... blinders on. Right. Where, like I
1: care about this person. They're doing this in my best interest. And but like... it's like you're drunk or it's or a kaleidoscope. like it's Yeah, fragmented. it's like mental kaleidoscope. I don't know. But Marley, you've given us so much in this episode. Like I think this has been our deepest, yeah, most I mean, profound. The episode. really dark stuff. No, I yeah. mean let's dedicate this to your nurse friend. Thank you. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Okay. She was a wonderful person. She's an angel watching out for you. Absolutely. She is wonderful.
0: What is the last piece of dating advice you have for our listeners?
2: Um, Have fun. A lot of people make it seem like you have to marry the person you're going out with. And like, yes, that is the purpose of dating. If, if, if that is your end goal in life, like not everybody wants to be married, but go out and have fun. Especially if you've been tethered to one person. I don't mean that in a negative or positive way. Just, you know, like you get into a relationship and that's all you know. Mm -hmm. But go out and experience life because you're going to get to possibly one day. And maybe you're with somebody now that's incredible and like you are incredibly happy and that's all you want. That's fine. But if you're dating and you're not feeling fulfilled, go out and just have fun. Do things that you wouldn't normally do. Of course, stay safe. But like think like when I look back and I do all this stuff, did I – did I really, you know, have a fulfilled life as a single person before I got married? And not that you can't have it again with one person or never getting married or never dating. Um, it just It's whatever works for you. But just whatever you do, just have fun and stay safe. Make sure, you know, we have all this technology now. Please let your friends know where you're going. Um, after I did the, had the date where I drank that beer and stuff, and made myself sick purposefully, my um, brother's um, girlfriend and, and her sister bought me one of those birdie alarms that you know, you mix the sounds and you pull it, you feel unsafe. Um, Again, if you can help it, don't let people drive you anywhere, pick you up. Um, That's not to scare anybody, but like, you just don't know what someone is going, their demeanor is gonna be or how they are in person. It's just, there's so many rides, like people that, you know, friends or you know, whatever, public transportation or, you know, if you can't afford that, I completely understand. And I hope that there is a way that you can get somewhere safely. But um, just just go out and have fun and trust your instincts yeah. and um. Just do literally just do whatever you want, do whatever you want. That's what I did, and I'm having a great time.
1: Um, cheers to your
2: yes, yes. nurse friend. other guys. Oh, thank you for being <laughs> here. You're welcome. Thank you.